Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello! I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where we brave scanning the net to find all the deep history and lore of cyberpunk. I'm Toasty, a fixer that's new to Night City with a desire to jump into the details of this gritty setting. And I'm Genesis, an old school media tech with a love of character deep dives. Together, we will bring you the foundations of the past, the state of Night City today, and the news of the future. We've got incoming. Let's Delta. Welcome back, Chooms, to another episode of the Cyberpunk Lorecast. I'm your girl, Genesis, and with me, as always, is Toasty. So, oh, go for it. I was just going to say hello. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's all I was going to do. What happened to our mojo, dude? Where are we? It's okay. a, it's not the normal recording time, so it's weird. That might have a lot to do with it. Okay. I think we can. We can find our alchemy. We'll be good. Hey, hi there. This is post-pod recording Genesis here to say that there is a literal blizzard ice storm going on outside of my house at the time of recording and even still now several hours later after editing. I really did try and get rid of a lot of the sound but unfortunately it's just where my setup is is really really noisy for outside sounds. So if you hear tapping, scratching, or it sounds like somebody is struggling to open a bag of chips in the background, I swear it's just ice pellets hitting my window all day long. I wanted to talk about the fact that I have named this special toasty run that I'm doing now. Because I have made her look quite like you. I even got a special hairstyle modded in. That's your specific ombre right now. I just need to get to the right clothing shop so that way I can get your glasses. And then we'll be set. Um, But I've named this my Toast V run. Yep. 
I I I can't take myself seriously whenever I'm looking at it. Ah, uh, yeah. So Toast V is having a lot of fun right now. She's still running around with Jackie. I've been taking this playthrough a little slower um, than what I normally do, but I'll keep you updated on how she's doing. What level is she? Still pretty low. Not, I mean, yeah. I've barely gotten out of like, I've gotten to the point where now Jackie's uh, like, we just got out of the apartment for the first time. I'm going to go meet with Jackie before Dexter. Uh, okay. So yeah. I was just wondering if like any, if you had any like chance to like get into like the key levels yet or the key abilities for the build. No, I've started it though, and I've put all of the stuff that I had available into cool and reflex so far. So okay. I'm going to be very, very strict on myself and make sure that I am playing my resolution. I am going to actually play the way that you do. Um. Well, uh, I guess enough about toast V and. and- Get back to actual toasty and your playthrough. I guess so. I was like, I was like, technically, yeah, that's that's correct. Um. So yeah. So last week we talked about Songbird's Path, um, which is I, I don't know, and inaccurately named because it's Somi's Path, but whatever. Um, and today we are talking about Reed's Path. Um, so if you choose to side with Reed and betray Somi, um, where it goes from there, uh, which there's significantly more to it than the other one. So there's a lot to talk about. Um, but last we left off on that one in particular was we escaped Kurt's, uh, stronghold. Um, and I guess it wasn't a stronghold. It was just that one area. Um, but we escaped, uh, and like Somi or Somi became Songbird and went fucking crazy on the Black Wall. Fucked us up. Um, Alex got moited uh, by Kurt, and we have to get the hell out of here. Go through the path the same way that you do with 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 Somi, just without the help of her like hacking. Um, but then you get to the end and you have to fight Kurt Hansen. And after that, uh, you, after you kill him, you get out, uh, Reed picks you up, swoops in in his, uh, Blackthorton Merrimack, uh, which I, I realized how, like, I was thinking about making a D&D character with that name, which is weird. Like Thornton Merrimack, because it sounds like, it sounds like a name that I could use. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a good name. Obviously, it sounds like a fucking like like a metal ass name. I'm not gonna lie, um, but he picks us up um, and we drive out onto a cliff to watch as Songbird gets taken by Max Tank. So now we got to save her from Max Tank um, <laughs> and do some dumb shit, as I wrote in my notes. <laughs> yeah. So you. Check out with Reed. He basically says you got to get the net runner so we can get information on what they're going to do with her. Um, and this is actually like kind of a, a sort of like 
ultimately you're going to get the same result out of this, but it is interesting. You have so many options here for what you can do. Um, so uh, one of the prompts is that you can call Mr. Hands and you pay him like 15,000 Eddie and he just takes care of it for you, which is relatively successful. Um, it's nothing crazy or whatever. Um, but you can also, if you so choose, contact any of your other Netrunner pals that you've met throughout your playthrough or whatnot. Um, I don't know all of them, um, but me in particular, for my run, I chose Nyx. I think I did too. In fact, I think that I actually had like unique dialogue about this going like, why couldn't I... Why can't I be the net runner? Because that's mm -hmm. the main playstyle that I had. Um, and they were like, well, you can't do both. You can't be the focused net runner and then also be boots on the ground gunning. And I'm like, that's valid. Yeah. Um, and so you, I called Nix. Um, and I believe he is actually the best option um, that you can pick as far as uh, your resources. Um, which makes sense. He's Rogue's Netrunner, so he's obviously going to be pretty fucking good. Um, but he agrees. We tell him what's up. He agrees, though he basically says this is uh, fucking stupid. Uh, what are you doing? Um, but he does owe us um, from helping him in the past. He, we, he was involved with the, the Bart Moss quest. We have a quest for him. I think it leads us on the Bart Moss route, but Maybe Next. not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he says, meet me at the Arasaka Memorial in six hours. Um, and it, it's, I thought that was odd. I was like, okay, that's, uh, that's quite the place to meet up. Um, ominous as hell. Um, so we do, we hook up with them and he gives us the, the, the information, but he also makes sure to it's very like real it's actually really ominous because you ask him like you know this is such a weird place to meet why are we meeting here and he says oh i just like to come here uh you know as a reminder of friends who uh went way in over their head before <laughs> and it's like oh okay so that's a pointed ass statement towards us <laughs> we're going in way over our head um but you can basically tell him like hey like it's fine i got it i'm not alone i have help um he you know he doesn't know that you're working with the fia yeah and uh so you have some good help but you leave him and send the details to read uh and you meet up with him at the, the spot i don't know if there's supposed to be a delay here because he does say i need some time to look over the information um but i got it within like three seconds Hmm. Uh, after like I, I like got the information the 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 text I was like I need to look over this uh, and then I think I did the talk with Johnny by the memorial which isn't much other than like you know him basically like giving a shit for for Max Tech. and I think he talks a little bit about being at Arasaka like Ground Zero for uh, what he did a long time ago. You look like you want to say something, Jen? Yeah, no, I because you were like. You know, I went with Nix and I didn't remember who the other options were. I looked it up really quick and I think that I actually went with paying Mr. Hands because I remember sending Hands the coordinates of the upcoming ambush that we're about to talk about. 
And looking okay. at the other ones, uh, Sandra Dorset. Like these are some really negative things that can happen to these people if we choose them, which is crazy. Sandra Dorset is the scab person we rescue in the very first in the tutorial mission. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm curious what what happens. Like was there because it seems like there. I've heard that there are differences depending on who you pick. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, if you go with Nyx, uh, they give you a frontal cortex implant to aid you in your fight. Uh, Sandra, okay. Sandra Dorset uh, requ- requests that you install a Trojan virus in MaxTech in return. And she'll give you the packet eight hours after. So Nyx is the, is the quickest at six, then Sandra at eight. Uh, the third option is Chan Hoon Nam, who is the uh, net runner that works for Wakako. And when you go and get that first uh, like tattoo tiger claw hand piece, mm-hmm. you go and get it from her. But unfortunately, it crashes her brain and she suffers from aphasia after hacking them and has to leave Night City. Damn. Yeah, I heard, I'd heard that like she was not a good option. And neither is Carol Amika. And Carol is the nomad that works with Pan Am. Uh, okay. The one that helps you net run uh, during yeah. her quest line. Uh, but she refuses. Uh, but she will send you either a weapon or a quick hack to help you, but refuses to get the data for you. So you have to go with somebody else. Okay. I mean that's cool. I respect it. I respect the refusal there. That's that's kind of a big thing, and uh, you know, there's a whole big thing about like not getting the family in danger. Um, right. So, eh, it's fair enough. Um, so yeah, so yeah. Uh, it sounds like Nix is the like strongest option. Um, I think Mister Hands in that case, he just gets you the information, but that's it. You don't get any like benefit from doing it. Uh, and it is the other benefit. It takes uh, 10 hours to do, so it's a little bit shorter than going with uh, the Chan Hung. But mm-hmm. yeah, he doesn't do anything additional for you. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, we meet up with Reed, um, which is, I think, specifically like the road going from Pacifica to like. Uh, is that to into dog or is it just out? Like it's just kind of like a. I can't remember what road that was specifically. Um, I think it is the one into Pacifica. I think I went over it to like uh, from Corpo Center to Pacifica, um, and you uh, go upstairs. Um, Johnny gives a shit uh, for trying to take on Max Tank. <laughs> Including accusing us of trying to one-up him with, and tells us that we're going to need some luck and tops it off with a gun to the head gesture um, as he says it. So he's pretty much telling us that this is suicide, um, but it's fine. We're V. Um, we got this. Uh, you can uh, you go and Reed is talking to, I guess, a Sixth Street, like a smaller Sixth Street gang leader. Um, who does not like any of this. Um, he does seem to be a little reassured when he recognizes who we are and sees that we're involved. Um, but still, he's pretty grumpy about it, which 
fair. Literally, this is the one thing everyone talks about not fucking with. Dogtown doesn't like uh, when cyber psychos run rampant that they allow the NCPD to send in any kind of task force. So, uh, yeah, they're scary. Um, Reed tells us that there's multiple risks involved with this, um, including the fact that uh, the psycho squad are essentially like cyber psychos themselves, um, which is backed up by the, I can never remember her damn name, but the one from like one of the earlier intros or whatever, the the one who's part of psycho squad. Mm -hmm. I can never remember her name, but I, I always remember that she's like a, like she was a cyber psycho that they picked up and like reprogrammed or like reeducated somehow in order to like, get her melissa rory yeah so that'll be fun um we can get the uh the details on the ambush from the sixth street guy running the drone um you can actually choose to uh not do these and just let them set up all the stuff themselves um i the first time i went through it and like you just go around and they're like how do you want to do you want to set up mines or turrets and then do you want to use smoke or not in the ambush, which is, is like nothing significant, really. Um, neither of these things are going to make much of a difference. No, um, but it leads to your play style on what you want to do. I think it. the most important thing is where you want to start the mission, because you've got three positions your V can be waiting for. From a sniper yeah. position, from a middle position, or right there on the ground. Yeah, so... I, the first time I did it, I was on the ground just because I'm, you know, melee person. Like, I was like, it makes the most sense. Uh, this time I just started from like, uh, it wasn't the sniper position, but it's kind of like the middle position on up on like the rails because it was like, there's stairs right there. And like, I just jumped down and like do some dashes to like get to, to the, <laughs> the bad guys anyway. So, eh, it doesn't really matter. I started at the um, middle position also, so that way I could do like my pre-net running and like contagion and overheats and stuff like that, and then I would be right there to go in and clean up with the shotgun. Yeah. So um, this the second time I did it, I just ignored it. Like I was just like, "You you guys do what you want," and then just went over to my position. <laughs> um, we get a last chance to talk to Reed um, about the setup. Uh, bro is going through it. He doesn't want to talk about it though, but you can like force him to like open up a bit. Um, and essentially he's just got a lot of like self blame going on. Like he, he's considering all this to be his fault because I mean, he sees himself as like a protector and he failed to do that. Um, which again, dude, you, <laughs> your whole mentality is the reason we're in this mess for the most part. And we'll get even more into that later. Um, but after that, I did another shout out to the fucking, like the, the mocap and like the performance here done by, uh, Idris Elba because like, like he's like, uh, he does like, I think like, you know, like wipes his face. Uh, he has like a very, like, like stiff posture and then like you can kind of like get him to like you know like hey 
fucking talk to me, damn it. And he'll even like he like punches the wall and like hangs his head. It's like it's very it's very good like mocap performance here. Um which you know we talked about that, but it's like it's just it is easy to like get distracted by how much he's putting into it, like mm-hmm. physically. Um so I do I really appreciate that. It makes it feel more authentic. Um but anyways, it is time to ambush Max Tech because we're fucking crazy. Um, so we set up in our spot. It like we get the the wait screen that like skips us, uh, you know, our glitchy like time skip. Um, and a songbird connects to us through the relic, um, seemingly by mistake, from the sounds of it, because she didn't want to talk to us. She seemed like confused that it was us for a second, and then tells us like like I trusted you, but you betrayed me. Uh, stay out of my way. Like, yeah, it's it's a little odd. It's you can see that like her mind is like kind of fracturing a bit between the black wall and herself, um, and is some things are happening without her expressed like will behind them. Right, because every other time it seemed like she's wanted to reach out and contact, so it was a conscious decision of, you know, contact V. This time it just seemed like her brain was open, her mind was open and was running on its own. And that's how we got connected. I Mm -hmm. love that. Yeah. Um, So the ambush or the trap springs into place you know they release the car to like drive into the head car which causes like a pile up um bunch of rando cops and bots uh get out um and like we clean them up real easy they're just like standard dudes nothing real like crazy about them um we clean them up we're told to go check on the truck or check on check sorry check on so me um so we go to like the back of like the armored transport uh, to open up the door and get blasted back by Psycho Squad. So um, the, the unit of four um, with like essentially like they have their net runner. They seem like that they just have like kind of like a a more standard like gunner type. Um, the uh, Melissa Rory type, the one with the the mantis blades. Um, who's more like darting around and like trying to like come at us. And then the real big, like tanky dude, who's uh, pretty slow, but like soaks a lot of hits. Um, and it might seem like this is going to be a really, really hard fight, but it's not really. <laughs> um, so Reed basically put, I don't know what he's doing exactly. Um, but basically he gets like a laser sight on like a specific target. And he tells you to focus like who he is like targeting um, and whatever he's doing seems to uh, like suppress their cyberware and abilities and uh, like also kind of like daze them for a bit. Like they just kind of like stand in place and they're like holding their head like they're confused. Um, and like straight up, like I turn on my Sandy and toss like a gazillion knives into their head and they're dead before the timer runs out. Um, <laughs> and then it's just move on to the next fucking person. Um, 
And like maybe a read, because otherwise, if you try to attack them and he's not targeting them, to be fair, uh, it's incredibly hard to hit them. Um, they don't take any damage because like you have one health bar, and that's the person you're supposed to be targeting. Um, and like so really all you can do is best you can hope to do is disrupt the netrunner hacks through the person that they're channeling them through. Um that's that's pretty much the best you can accomplish there. Otherwise, they take like basically no damage. Um, I think maybe this might have been and like I get that it'd be dumb, like it doesn't make sense. Like the way they he ordered the people makes the most sense on like who you should kill first. Um, it might have been a much harder fight if the netrunner wasn't the first target. Like maybe if the netrunner had gotten out and like had found like a vantage point or a hiding spot that they could like hack from, but like he didn't have sights on. Um, yeah, like, that would have been, that could have been cool. Yeah. But, it's, it did seem pretty easy and a pretty quick fight. And I, I kind of expected a little bit more. Cause I know that I, I mean, I can stand toe to toe with max stack for a little bit. If I get my warranty rating up that high, um, mm-hmm. But I was expecting this to be a lot more difficult. Yeah, I, it's. I think like, I th- or maybe just like even like we have to like tangle with them like at full power for a little bit until we like take out like the net runner or something. Like that could have been cool, but yeah, as as long like he just nerfs the one target into the ground and they die like super quick. So nothing yeah. too crazy. Um, like their smart bullets can kind of be a pain a little bit if you like just let yourself be like standing in front of the person shooting them, but like otherwise, yeah. Um, but we fuck them up, beat Psycho Squad. Um, we go to go check on Songbird, uh, but she sends out this fucking like black wall shock wave that fucks us up, um, and then drives off, slams through like. I guess a support or something and like collapses slash blows up a bit of the bridge that like Reed was on. Uh, so he gets extremely injured, um, some shrapnel in his leg um, and basically tells us like, uh, you know, go on without me, uh, you know, stop her, whatever. He'll catch up. So we can follow her like trail. She leaves black wall residue um, and like uh, the ca- there's like the way cars are like lined up in a weird way. So they're just going to like push you in the right direction. So um, it's weird. There's like blockades on the road of just random civilians. I don't know yeah. if that was like a setup from the ambush in case they got through the initial point or something. I, I'm not sure. Uh, it's it seems a little easy weird to follow. Yeah. Um, we come to a hole in the wall of a building that she rammed through. Um, and you can like look down and see the like flaming truck at the bottom, and since they just have to descend uh, the like railings and stuff um, down until we get into some water, just swim through some tunnels, navigate ourselves until we make it to quote the abyss, um, which is a giant drop off into like water below, which is very much the like no turning back point. Like you cannot get up from here easily uh, or sorry at all. 
Um, and Johnny stops us there and he's like, you know, <laughs> ready to take the plunge. There's no turning back if you if you jump. <clears throat> um, but we do because that's what the quest requires of us. Um, and make our way to the Sinashore mainframe. Oh, uh, yeah. No, don't want to. No. And well, we're getting there anyways. Um, but we plug into the Sinashore mainframe and uh, we get a bit of like information um, from like Reed and V like simultaneously like, talking about stuff. Um, and then a little bit more from 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 Songbird after she like when she like fucking takes over the screens and shit. Um, but essentially Sinashore was a special facility um, funded by Militech. Um, so specifically their uh, way of combating the soul killer. They were doing research into soul killer and how they could uh, negate it or like suppress it entirely. Um, and that's all of this. Um, and it was, it's super secret and we'll find out just how fucked it is <laughs> as we go down. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but Essentially, we get fucking, we get blackwalled again. Um, which it just keeps happening. Um, and Songbird kills Reed's connection, um, so we cannot talk to him anymore. Um, she cut that off, um, and she essentially like gives us a little bit of like us, uh, you know, a I don't want to say a monologue. Um, but kind of a monologue uh, that leads us to see that she's being corrupted and taken over. Um, and that the goal here is to link up with a something down here that will give her a permanent link to the black wall. Um, it's bad. Very bad. Very, very bad. bad. Yeah. Um, but we got to keep going. We got to stop her. Um, we make it over to this big scary lift, um, which were in like the the fucking trailers for Phantom Liberty. Um, it's crazy that it is like this is the point where that comes into play because it seemed like such a like pointed thing in the trailer. Um, and we go down the lift. Johnny's like kind of like freaking out over this as well. Um, and then eventually, as we get closer to the bottom, she cuts him off oh. uh, and stops the lift. We come down and we just hear her voice over the intercom uh, informing us, no read, no silver hand. You're all alone. And we are. So in the game, there's no way to tell when Johnny's there and when he's not, he's just this always present feeling. I don't mm -hmm. know. I, I kind of expect him to always just kind of pop up whenever I get into an elevator or to show up standing in a corner or flicking a cigarette off of a balcony like that's, but going through this whole thing without Johnny makes it so much scarier. Yeah. We're going to do the rest of this this expansion without Johnny, like the main storyline of it anyways. Um, 
Okay, so before we head into our mid-break, I want to go over a couple of little facts here because I took some screenshots as well. Um, I I actually didn't take a lot from this section, mainly because I was so freaking focused on the storyline. But the Johnny Terrorist line, I did get that one. Um, He said, busting into Arasaka Tower, it ain't, but it's up there somewhere trying to knock me off the arch terrorist pedestal so (laughs) thought that was pretty good and then after you've beaten max tech and everything and you talk to johnny again you said chicks a half brain dead half ai controlled zombie yet still the gonks convinced his old partners trapped inside that only he can save her. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's what Reed thinks is that he's the one he can reach her. He can get to her. Yep. Misguided fool. And I also uh, found out that if you call hands and you pay him to have his netrunner do it, and then you send him the coordinates of what is hap- of where the ambush is going to happen. You do get a reward, but it's not until later. Um, you get access to the Max Tac Mantis Blades as a reward. Uh, okay. I think that you; those are good, but I think you can acquire those elsewhere. Mm, okay. Uh, so they're not like. It's not like a super unique item because I think there's like, I think they're like the gold ones you can find in that one cyber psycho area. Oh yeah, um, yeah. In the Corpo Center. Yeah. I think they're the same ones. That makes sense. And then you also talked about the Sixth Street Ganger who likes you. Uh, mm-hmm. He can also not like you. It depends on what you did with uh, the Sixth Street Gang, where you go run around and do the shooting mission, where it's like you play play the game. If you say, fuck all that and just kill everybody, this dude hates you. Oh. Oh, well, I mean, I didn't see any reason to kill all of them just for games, so. Yeah. So. That's just a fun little fact that's in there. Also, the name of this quest is taken from a public enemy song. Also having the same name of Black Steel in the Hour of Chaos. Yeah. Um, that, like, we, I guess we didn't say specifically the, the points where these change. Um, like, when we, the moment we uh, beat the psycho squad and like songbird like heads off in the truck. I believe it transitions to the somewhat damaged. So, mm. um, but yeah, so I didn't make the distinct cutoff point there, but there's a lot to once we get in here um, and everyone else is gone. So, um, all right. And before we talk a little bit more fun facts about that, uh, we'll go to the mid break first. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about the show and not the lore of cyberpunk. I don't know if we read out this name last week, but I'll say it here again for you. Bonnie, welcome in. Thank you so much for joining the Patreon. We appreciate you all so very much. And that is a huge shout out to all 14 of our patrons. Thanks, Chooms. We also do have a new review to read out. Um, five stars left on Apple Podcasts from Rab, Rab the Hun uh, out in Great Britain. So Rab the Hun says, five stars, the comprehensive world of cyberpunk all in one space. A fantastic, pro- a fantastic podcast from Robots Radio. Extensive knowledge and insight into the world of cyberpunk and the origins of such an incredible world, delivered at a great pace with clarity and confidence in this game. It's a magical game further brought to life by this quality show. So Ram the Hun, thank you so much for supporting the Robots Radio Network and all of its hosts and shows. Greatly appreciate your kind words game truly is magical and we hope that we are bringing it to life for you through audio format now if you play this the cyberpunk ttrpg then your dm owes you 10 ip per jay gray we don't make the rules but jay literally does so go cash him in uh if you can always support the show by giving us that love either giving us a rating on spotify leaving a comment dropping a rating on itunes or leaving us a review on there. We are also available on Audible and I think like every single podcatcher out there. So no matter where you're at, leave us a five-star rating, drop us a comment or review, and we will read it out on the show. Got anything to add to the middle? All right, then let's get back into it. And now we will talk about the somewhat damaged quest line. Now, this song, this song is a quest name taken from the Nine Inch Nails song. I think we need Mm. to listen to it. I know a lot of their music. I just suck at song names. Uh, Well, anyways, we are now in super creepy underground uh vault thing uh bunker i don't know what you would call this um which to point out we are very deep underground at this point because we not only went like in the building that was at like ground level um it went down like we followed like trails and like water tunnels down and then we got to this place and then we took the lift down (laughs) even further we are super underground at this point um 
which I guess just also like builds into the fact that this was like a super secret uh, project that Militech didn't want anyone to know about. Um, but we continue to sneak through some some vents. Uh, there is black wall residue, is what I'm going to call it, all over the fucking place, um, which is messing with things, uh, moving things around, uh, making them like move on their own accord. Uh, like the the first part is whenever we go down this tunnel, is that like this like little like car, like this train, like small train car thing, like travels up the tunnel towards us um, very slowly ominous uh, and we get to the big door and then there's just a fucking slam against it uh, <laughs> the horror aspects are starting to build here uh, and I replayed through this shit today and I forgot how much I fucking hate it um, anyways yeah sorry um, it's fine uh we sneak, but we have to, we can't go through the big door. It's fucked up. We have to go around, go through some vents until we fall through um, into a room. Uh, and we hear a conversation between Somi and Kurt. Um, and you can like open the door, step out, and you can see a vision of this happening. And it seems like Kurt was the one who fired the missile at Space Force One. Um, Somi didn't want him to do that, uh, but he basically says, "Like, well, like, I'm I'm making the decisions here from now on, and if you want to, uh, if you don't want bad shit to happen or any more bad shit to happen, you need to give me that information in the 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 I guess that Sinusure database thing that I can't remember what they called it. Um, but from before, we stole the neural matrix out of it." <laughs> Um, so we starting to see these like visions of like memories for Somi. Um, and you can kind of ask aloud and she, and I guess, I don't know if it's through the intercom and she can hear you or if like, this is the relic. Your HUD is kind of like super limited in this area. Mm -hmm. Like it disappears, yep. um, which makes it even more terrifying. Um, so we're not entirely sure. We don't have the relic icon that says like her name at the top. It's just like, I assume it is her speaking through the relic though. Um, and she says basically like, it's ironic how the one that I trusted uh, who then betrayed me is my one witness. That's oh. uh, not a, it's not a direct quote. Um, I, I don't know if I got any of these quotes exactly correct, but close enough. Um, yeah, so we're going to bear witness to her life story here as we go through here. Um, so we go through this area and we can look down the hall and see her silhouette um, like shrouded by a bunch of light going through this like, vault door. Um, we chase her down, uh, but as we get close, the door slams shut, knocking us back. Um, and she tells us that's far enough, uh, and that she's like trying to like protect us. Um, and it does seem a little strange that like what's going on here between that, like, you know, it seems like she is super mad at us, but she's still trying to like keep us out of trouble. Um, so we try to hack through this, the, the terminal by the door. 
which you know falls down as the door closes um and it tells us we have to like bypass some other terminals um starting with the ones in the server room we head over there we can easily hack one um just a little it's the the little net running mini game that you got to do nothing crazy um and then it opens up a tunnel into uh that will lead you into the one where the bravo terminal is since we just did alpha um and you go into the other one uh i don't know what this point is uh i think it's when we're hacking the alpha terminal but she does talk about how she can only hold them off a little bit longer uh them we don't know who them is um but we'll find out we'll fucking find out that's for sure uh so we go over to Bravo. It's it locks us out and gives us this stream of text over and over again. This is the end of the line. This is the end of the line. This is the end of the line. Uh, and then we like, I don't know if it's a specific amount or like a percentage or whatnot, but like this shit knocked me down to like a sliver. Yeah. Um, take a ton of fucking damage. Like I think it's supposed to knock you down to like maybe like 5% of your health. Yeah. So it knocks you down and it makes a lot of your body stop working. A lot of your skill sets no longer work. Um, it sucks balls. It also makes your Sandy stop working and malfunction. Um, in addition to not increasing your reaction speed anymore, it will actually start to bleed your health out. Roughly five points every two seconds, um, which is really bad considering how hurt you already are. So, big hint: don't use your Sandy. I don't even think I tried to because it just doesn't come up here. It's like Sandy's for killing people. Um, they can't kill anything here. <laughs> so, um, so we have to figure out a way to like bypass this terminal uh, still. Um, you can kind of do a scan and V has the thought of like, well, maybe what, what if we check under here? Uh, so you can crawl under the thing and unplug the cable. Um, and you start to hear a lot of really loud noises, um, after you do so. And you try to like, you like scramble out from under it and this vent falls and this giant fucking spider robot thing descends from the ceiling towards you. And we begin the game of Alien Isolation. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah. this is yeah. Cerberus. And Cerberus is a very, very unique enemy because he it is untouchable. It is immune to any form of damage as well as quick hacks. You can't do shit to this thing. Yeah, and if it gets close enough to you, uh, you die. It just kills you. Straight up. Um, in, in an animation. You have multiple animations that it can, like, affect on you. Um, luckily, today I was playing a lot more carefully, so I didn't have any of my really crazy moments. But I'll, like, talk about some of them, the really ones. Um, essentially, the premise here is that you still have to... You have to uh, bypass the Sierra and Victor terminals. Um, and there is also a like side objective where you can um, hack a, uh, the power uh, control 
um, to give you access to um, a special room um, where you get a specific, a special item called the Erebus um, that you can use later to like make into a fancy thing. Um, which this one, the, the Erebus room isn't anything crazy. You just get a bunch of like, uh, what are they called? Components and shit. And you can kind of like get a little bit of like research on like the, the Cerberus units because there's some like prefab ones in here. Um, but nothing really too crazy here. Um, but as you're doing it, you have to avoid this thing uh, like the plague. Um, this thing is hunting you. Uh, it can it stalks around on the ground and it can also go up into vents. Um, there's special vents that are indicated by yellow, like uh, four corners of yellow light um, scattered like around the place on the ceiling. Um, if it starts to flash red, that means that it is coming out of it. You need to fucking go or hide or something. Um, and there is specifically like uh, game code written into it to where anytime you initially like try to go to one of the rooms you need to get to and mess with one of the terminals this thing will very swiftly make its way um it has intelligence to it that knows when you're fucking with stuff um uh and you have to be careful uh because typically you need to hide prior to uh messing with any of the terminals you're supposed to bypass um because once you uh, jack into the terminal, you're stuck there, and this thing can basically come up behind you and like impale you with its fucking rotating, scary, stabby claw. Um, it's got hands like the fucking Omni Droid from The Incredibles. I mean, this is really what, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I recently rewatched The Incredibles, so this is the thing that comes to mind. Um, but it's not it's not fun. It, you there are some things you can do. Um the optical camo is very useful here as well as the like uh there's the skill that allows that like activates optical camo when you're like crouch sprinting or dashing. Mm -hmm. Um that will help you because like uh the camo does actually shroud you from it a little bit. Um enough for you to like if you're in a real tight spot uh, anyways, but you know don't fucking just try to like sneak in front of its face for the most part. Yeah. Um, I remember the worst part of this from what I remember was when and it's a bit later. It's after bypassing the terminals. Um, but I thought I was hiding from the thing. Um, I, it was like going through. I had to like stand behind a pillar essentially. And I, I peeked out at it. And I guess I broke the line of sight portion of the pillar um and uh it wasn't the room where it's hunting you it was like a different spot but like it's still i like i guess it broke line of sight this thing can cross a room in an instant on it is creepy that one, little spider legs <laughs> i didn't get a chance to see its spider legs in action on this one i don't know if you got this particular animation this thing saw me and literally, like, snap instant was in my face and had impaled me and was, like, raising me. And all I could see was, like, the fucking, like, glitchy eye. Like, straight up. It was, like, a jump scare. I fell out of my chair because it was so sudden. I, I like, I wasn't expecting because it was straight up, like, just 
bam, like it was like right there. <laughs> it was like, oh, I don't know if I got that one. That sounds no. way more terrifying. It was fucking awful because <laughs> I thought it was hidden. I like, I was like, I'm behind a pillar. I'm good. And it was just like, I see you. Bam. It was like, oh. I, I had to like take a breather. This thing, this thing fucked me up. I don't do horror. Um, oh. It's but yeah, no, no. Today I didn't have, I didn't die a single fucking time uh, because <laughs> I was playing super fucking careful, and I was not. I was like, I can't do this. I can't fucking do this today. I can't. Um, but anyways, the main point of this, as we're doing this, this little side thing to get this gate open, is that we see little visions of so me like memories of her life as we're going through it. So and the first one we see um, uh, after like the Kurt and her one is her going in for surgery. Um, she's like, they're, they're like putting her under um, and she looks relatively like normal, like how she presents herself in her relic form. Um, and like she, we can assume here, this is her going in, for the surgery like that will end up changing her to how she looks now. Um, we do then see her a little bit later, the post surgery. Um, she has like, she's been completely like, cybered out how she is now. We um, can assume, uh, we assume that this is like Noosa's doing um, when she joined up with the FIA that they did this to her. Um, and she has like her fully cybered out body and she's kind of like, just like feeling the back of her head, like in surprise um, as <laughs> what it is. Um, and this whole sequence also tells, like shows us the difference. This is like the big difference moment, like between so me and songbird, because mm -hmm. so me throughout this is trying to help us. She warns us when the thing is coming. She tells us like to hide. Um, she's trying to warn us not to get its attention. But Songbird has taken over the 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 uh, Cerberus and is using it to hunt us. And we get like really creepy dialogue uh, throughout this process of like songbird asking questions or like saying things and so me responding and songbird responding again um and you can kind of like if you like listen um while they're like while it's talking we're we can see that we can hear the difference oh, um so creepy. yeah i wrote it down later but i think i'll just say it right now because it is it does it can be said like at any point or whatever but one in particular that always got me is the you seek answers here but ask the wrong questions um that's songbird and so me responds just like me and then songbird responds with is that why you ultimately lose everyone you care about mm. yeah really yeah it's rough it's rough um but this is this is like I said, we said this last week. Like this, you don't get to learn about so me slash songbird as much as you do as taking this path. Like right. you're gonna learn so much about her um by the end of this. Um but eventually we bypass the terminals, 
open the gate uh, and fucking run. Uh, you get to the gate and this thing is chasing you. <laughs> you gotta go. Um, <laughs> and it's fucking real scary because like you get <laughs> you have to like dart into a little room and like it's not you've been opening doors thus far by just like clicking on the door like you know if you're playing on pc you're just pressing f opening the door these ones in particular you have to hit the panel so you have to look to the little tiny ass fucking panel um active like press the button and then jump in there and then press a different button to like try to cycle the airlock and close the door behind you um where it like it gets its arm in there and it's like trying to like reach around which by the way don't stand too close to the arm it can kill you through the door I think I died once in this area because I didn't make it down the hallway fast enough. And then I, I, or I was expecting it to be like hit it in the middle of the door, like always. And then didn't realize I needed to hit the panel. Yeah. I think I died at least once, if not twice in this little area. I died once the the first time I did it because I got killed through the door. Mm. I, I was too close to the initial door and like the claw got me. Um, the claw. I hated that. Yeah, the claw. Um, and uh, you know, if you just want to like have like a chill time playing this or whatever, don't read the terminals. Uh, I don't know if you've read these terminals. Um, I did my first go through, but today I did them, and I'm fucking terrified of them. Um, because like there's a couple different terminals that have like you you like you open it up and it has like transmission one and it's like whatever um and it's like a bunch of like scrawled text or whatever uh with like a little bit of a message that you can decipher in it um Mm -hmm. or maybe like a couple or whatever but then it glitches and makes a transmission two and then it glitches and makes transmission three uh so something actively knows you're on this terminal and is like trying to talk to you and this first one uh, the first one said, the first transmission said, they're nervous systems with a bunch of things. Uh, then the second one loaded in, are so weak, so rudimentary, so fragile. Then the third one loaded in, easy to break. They won't see it coming. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like this at all. I was like, oh, this is fuck. Uh, fuck. Okay, yeah, fuck me, I guess. Um, but anyways, we go through, um, you know, another airlock, uh, and we see, uh, the next vision. Um, was just Somi taking the oath for the FIA in front of President Myers. Um, so we're you know seeing the moment she's inducted, and like we're s- this is also kind of showing us a little bit of the like with. Myers and like the face that she shows to people versus the face that like or like her true self um because she's like does like very much greet Somi in this very like motherly kind of way you know she comes around and like she doesn't give her a hug but like she like you know like gives her like you know that like comforting like arm like hold squeeze thing mm-hmm. um and it's like okay like she's she's like manipulating her by like showing her this, that, you know, Somi's eventually going to see the lie that this is. Um, but we get through here and we make it to the like control room 
for the core. Um, and Somi begs you to turn it off. And she sounds super weak and like broken here. Fucking, I can't like shout out to the voice actress on this because god damn. Um, was the performance so good? Uh, probably better in this path than it was in the first one or in the, the her path. Um, I, I, I could feel myself like like welling up again. I think I cried um, in the, the first time I did this. Um, but anyways, um, you get basically told you have another like little like side quest to do in order to like access where she's at. Um, you have to like take care of like the thermals, the, the database, like uh, the personal link uh, backup mm-hmm. um, and like the memory bank or something like that. Um but you can also read like these terminals around here and you can get like the story of Sinusure. Uh this is fucked up. Like this is some fucked up stuff. Um this first one that's in the same room, uh, there is one particular one. Uh and it talks about like things that have been happening as people have been doing these, like working on this. Um, and it says previous experiments led to the Netrunners experiencing melancholy. Increased introvertedness, memory loss, mild aphasia, and depressive thoughts bordering on suicide. And there's a response to it that essentially says, like, these are all within, like, our acceptable parameters. And to ensure that they continue uh, working on the project through any means necessary, including pharmacological, if if needed. Meaning, drug them the fuck up and put them in if you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and there was another one talking about, like, they had, like, this horrible malfunction uh, that led to something, like, really bad happening that doesn't get said. Um, and, like, uh, it's them addressing it and saying, like, you know, this is, like, this was blown out of proportion. Like, everything's all right. Um like n- no need to worry about it, but also like if anybody does talk about it, um, there will be like extreme consequences. And so like they're sweeping everything under the rug and they're also not letting anyone talk about it. And they're going to probably give you drugs to make you forget. Probably, or they'll just put you back in the machine and you'll forget that way too. Like who, who fucking knows? Um, it's it's rough. It's fucking rough. Um, but we come out of this room so that we can go off to the other section to take care of those things we need to do. And we get a vision of so me and Reed uh, sitting on a bench. There's even like a tree next to them. So that mm-hmm. shows that they're like outside somewhere. Um, which also tree. You don't see those very often. Um, and she asks him if he's ever had regrets about joining the FIA. Um and if he's ever broken a promise um, and he says he hasn't had regrets and that he did once break a promise, but not since, uh, and he doesn't plan on it. And she tells him that she'll hold him to that. Um, he's going to break a couple promises today. Promise you that. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. When we head into the lab, we can see s- there's a small vision of Somi having a breakdown. She's like pounding the glass and screaming. Um, 
we don't know like what this is in connection to, but I was assuming that through her like her work, something bad happening. Um, this thing is starting to hunt us again, the uh, the Cerberus. Um, so we have to play this carefully. Um, this is where I got the fucking like fucking scary ass jump scare. Um, like I said, it like straight up like it knocked me back so hard I fell out of my chair. Um, <laughs> On onto my floor, it like if it, it was rough. Um, there is a little like side closet, which is probably the best like hiding spot in this corridor while you're taking care of stuff. Um, I also point out this one is a lot more stressful because the hiding spots and things aren't as like easy to like jump into. Like in the other area, you could like jump up on a shelf and it couldn't like see you up there. You could hide in a little like you know vent like a area that's supposed to drop into a vent but the vent's closed you can hide in there um mm -hmm. and it just walks by you uh here like if you go into the the one where you have to unplug the cords it comes into the room and you have to play ring around the rosy with it <laughs> going around the fucking like uh the terminal while it's just walking around the room yeah <laughs> fucking so close quarters you're literally uh so close to it oh and to top it all off i forgot to mention uh, every time it gets close to you, you get all black wall glitchy. Like it fucks with your like HUD, your like screen and vision gets all freaky. You can hear it whispering in your ear. Oh. Um, uh, it's bad. It's fucking terrifying. Um, so you have to play a lot more careful here. There's a, but there is a little closet that's the easiest hiding spot to get into. Mm -hmm. um, that it doesn't go into the closet at all. And there was a little terminal that I didn't find last time. Um, and it is by like just some random person who was here. Her name was Lisa Smith. Um, and they were asking her questions. Like she's just talking about like, they're just asking her questions about stuff. And like any, they asked like, you know, what memory is evoked with the smell of like freshly made coffee? Um, which is like a random question or whatever um, that apparently they asked a lot. And she realized as they asked that question, she forgot what coffee tasted like. And it terrified her. And that's from her like prolonged exposure on this experiment, like having to jack in and do what they're like, because they're fucking with the black wall. Right. Like, and so like all of this stuff um, is like causing these like horrible symptoms, which I would argue the worst being the memory loss. Mm -hmm. uh, just and like, yeah, sure. That's not a big memory, but like to wake up one day and realize like, this thing that you probably been consuming for the majority of your life. You just can't remember what it tastes like anymore. Right. That's more scary than like a, okay, I don't remember what I ate for lunch yesterday. That memory means nothing to me, but I know that I have a cup of coffee every morning. I know what it tastes like. I know which coffees I prefer over other ones or, Oh, I put too much sugar in this cup. I know what coffee tastes like. And to think that that memory could just be gone from something that has happened quite literally thousands upon thousands of times in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, and like, yeah, just terrifying and sad. And like, you're getting the story of this place which, you know, you know, we love good, like, environmental storytelling. Because, like, you could skip all these terminals. You wouldn't know just how bad this experiment was. 
um, and the things that we're doing. The reason they're so far underground and hidden is because they had to hide this from both Arasaka and Netwatch because Netwatch gets on anyone who tries to fuck with the black wall and they were mm -hmm. actively doing that. Um, so they weren't even, it, they were trying to harness AI from beyond the black wall, uh, which you can find um, in, there's a particular, uh, I didn't find, I can't remember where the code's at. I think I found it the first time, but I don't remember where it was at. Um, I think from what I saw, it's like somewhere by a terminal. I just Googled the code for this. There is a specific locked room, the one that like Somi was banging against the glass on. Mm. Um, you can go in there um, and you find a terminal. That specifically, it's another one of the really spooky ones that like actively updates while you're on it. Um, with the messages, are you here with me? Am I alone? So dark in here. We hear you. You're on the other side. Wait for us. Fuck off, please. Fuck off <laughs> so politely. Um, but you can also find information here in this room that basically they were there was talks about uh, having AI supported cyberware. So having some sort of like cy certain cyberware people install and having AIs linked to it to like boost the effect that then led them into like the thought process of what if we just bypass that entirely and just have cyberware purely run on AI so that the, uh, the net, like the person with it doesn't have to split their focus. I mean, in theory, but that's not good. The, when the it's the AI beyond the black wall, yeah, it's very much not good. Yeah. Uh, so they were getting into some like real dangerous territory here. Um, but eventually we get around, we can, uh, we do our little like objectives. One requires you to like crawl out onto like a catwalk and like, uh, like bypass the power source. Um, and as we're coming back in, we get another vision of Somi in like a net running chair like screaming in pain um, and Reed says like, it's okay, girl, I got you. And like, just fucking like unplugs her. Bro, don't you know fucking anything about net running? You do not just like unplug don't rip, someone. Don't rip the cord. Damn it. <laughs> That's how you kill people. Reed. Oh my God. Somebody should have given you a fucking briefing on like, how net runners work. If you're going to be working this close to one or something, I, I don't know. Um, I get the sentiment, but like, I think that this might be one of the best like examples here, right. Of like Reed's mindset of like, he sees so me in pain and does the, like tries to fix it without realizing how much damage he's actually doing. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's exactly what this is. Like who knows what happened to her? In the situation, uh, we do know in the Cyberpunk Red tabletop, if you unsafely jack out of the net, you are subject to every black ice in the system. Um, even ones that you haven't, like, if you haven't delved far enough um, into the system to, like, find them, you still are subject to the effects of them, um, which can, like, be uh, anything from taking, like, tons of, like, 
damaged like mental damage from the net um things that like fry uh your like uh particular quick hacks and stuff like that like there's multiple different effects that happen um so like basing it off of that information that we have like you're basically subject to every security system like activating all at once uh regardless of what you did even if you have bypassed and gone through the entire system and like defeated all of those things if you don't safely jack out you still are subject to all of it yeah. um so dude bro and it shows a consequence from it because she wakes up looks at him doesn't know who the fuck he is we assume they've been working together probably for a substantial amount of time at this point but what he he took he jacked her out and she lost a memory or memories again waking up and not recognizing who's around you it's not worth it also it helped like it makes me notice how big of a man he is <laughs> it's like while he was doing it because like he's like holding on to like her waist or whatever one of his hands is like half her torso <laughs> it's like bro you're a big fucking dude like goddamn is he that big or is she that small she seems like a regular sized person like whenever you're talking to her like she's like mm. slightly shorter than you but she's pretty much your size no well she's your size she wasn't my size mm, that's fair but she's still the size of like an average woman true yeah he's, okay. he's a big dude um but yeah um but moving past that uh you do have to like go into a room and hide from the fucking cerberus while it's actively hunting you and you can't leave the room you're stuck in it um you just play a lot of ring around the rosy around a <laughs> pillar um it's just stressful but it's not like anything too hard really um but you finally get back to the core um and as you're going to like uh fucks with the terminal uh the bot fucking comes down from the goddamn ceiling and crashes through the window um and like is upon you um and as like it's about to like basically stab you in the fucking brain with its claw uh you are dropped into like a very intense like fully consuming vision um and you see somi a very young somi asleep in her netrunner chair while her friends sneak up on her to surprise her for her birthday. And this is the most heartbreaking part of the game, in my opinion. Um, I'm so upset that they did this to us because it's fucking, it's rough. Um, but like you see that and you get to talk to some, to Somi a bit. Um, while she's like and then it's like the present one and she's telling you like you know that we're in my apartment in brooklyn you can like look outside and see like the brownstones of brooklyn um you can hear like kids playing and like mm -hmm. the sounds of birds um which is just crazy to me um and like she event like she'll she's telling you about this and and whatnot and um eventually goes over to like a mirror um, that is like all black qualified mm -hmm. um, and just talking about like how 
like this is she she doesn't have any like any path left anymore because like we didn't help her when we had the chance to um so now she's just doomed to this um and we'll watch we we get to watch like little montage sequences of like memories of like her hanging out with her friends spending time with like her boyfriend at the time um like getting like her first like legit job uh where she made like a ton of fucking money um every memory that we are watching like gets stripped away and as it like goes on we see more and more of the black wall like consuming the apartment like everything she touches like like the somi and the visions touches creates a little pocket and then like we can just watch as like the whole back half of the, the apartment is just being stripped away and gone until uh, all that's left. And we, we do get to see how she got manipulated into joining the FIA. Yeah. Like Reed specifically showed up and essentially blackmailed her saying like, like if you stay here, you're putting all of your friends in danger. Um, like, do you want that? Netwatch is going to come for you. So we assume she did a job and got caught by Netwatch mm-hmm. um, in the process. Um, and, like, eventually all that's left is you and her staring out the window and the entire apartment behind you is gone. It is just the black wall. Um, and she's just, like, done. She, like her memories are just being like sapped from her and you can comfort her in this situation. You can give her a hug, which you're a monster if you don't. Um, and like essentially like talk to her, like, you know, like say like, you know, I want to help you. Uh, and, uh, she does deliver the line that gets me every time the fucking, uh, she'll, that she says that she's going to, she's going to remember this memory and save it and know that for one last second, I'll know I wasn't alone. <sighs> I fucking hate this game. <sighs> um, and like, basically she tells you like, you know, just help me one last time. And like her, her, she's like glitched backwards and backwards um, until we come out of the vision. Um, Cerberus has been deactivated. Um, and we're able to like jump off onto the catwalk to get into the core. Reed calls us. Um, we, you know, tell him, like, give him a little bit of update. He says he's on his way. Um, because the black wall, like, communications are like, we're cutting off his communications. Um, mm-hmm. they came back on. Um, and we head into the core. Um, and unplug her from like the system and make the hardest decision ever. This one, Uh, this one was rough. Yeah. Um, so essentially she wants you to help her die. Um, she's got like her, her like, body is failing um the black wall has consumed most of her mind um and 
if she gets back in like the FIA's hands, um, they're just going to like use her um, to get what they want. The, the experiment that they were so focused on that we found out in the other path. Um, and like, you can talk to her. There's options here. And like, she's broken. Like the, the fucking voice. This is, this is like the part where like, I, I cried. Cause it's just like, like even today I felt like my eyes watering. Cause it's just like, like she's so defeated mm-hmm. and like, like, like she's begging you to kill her, like begging you. She says she doesn't have the strength to do it on her own. Um, and you ultimately make the choice whether you kill her and free her from this or you keep her alive and turn her over. Um, and uh, both times, I mean, I played through all of the options. Um, I'm, I can never do the one where I leave her alive again. I just can't. Um, so, and this will branch off depending, uh, on what you do. Um, but I killed her. Um, you unplug her, uh, from the thing and it like, I guess it was like keeping her on like a life support system that was keeping her alive. Um, and she apologizes for everything she put you through as like her last words and then she's gone. Um, B is fucked up. Like even the V acting here. Cause she like stares down at her hands that are shaking and then like falls back. Like as they're trying to get away from it, it's like, it's rough. Um, and like Reed will show up depending on what you did. Um, Depends on like how he reacts. Um, and you move on to like the cutscene or not the cutscenes, but like the post part that you get out of here and we're driving in his car. Um, and I can't remember. You might have to remind me because I just, like I said, I couldn't bring myself to do it again. Um, so I don't remember as much of what he says. Um, if you do decide like to kill her, she, uh, he is upset with you. He believes that if it had been him there instead of V, he could have convinced her to live. Um, Basically, he still believes that he's the one that could have saved her. Yeah. Um, You get, like, pulled off to the side of the road. There's, like, Noosa helicopters and Aerodynes come in. Um you can you carry her over to the like gurney and put her down um and president myers shows up uh and you can decide how you want to like talk to myers i fucking hate this bitch so i basically i one i'm like i'm not shaking your hand after everything um yeah she tries to put the blame on you um and like you can and, and like V's got some like hitters here, even though like you're you're throwing it at a person that's like has zero empathy here. Like she, it doesn't matter. But yeah. it is funny because like there's specifically a line I noticed that like uh, I think Myers says like you know that right, and like you can respond like I think she uh, you can respond by saying like you know everything you did like made her do is the reason she wanted to die. You know that 
right? Like you can hit her with the same like words she used, um, which I thought was neat. Um, and like she eventually thanks you for your service to the Nusa, and I told her to go fuck herself. Uh, and she leaves. Um, hate her. Hate this bitch. I do. If if you went the other route and you do actually like leave Somi alive, she like congratulates you and she gives you a fucking medal. Yeah. Uh, why, uh disgusting. Um, and like one of her lines that like, uh, she gives you is like you know like if it was me, I would have chosen to live. You always choose to live. Um, oh. and like that can go into a whole big topic like that. I'm not going to broach at this point, but like there's some things depend, like if you're just if you're living to just be a puppet for, uh, this organization and like, you won't have anything left. Um, part of the description that Somi gives you, um, as like a reason why is that like, she's not even going to be present in herself anymore. She'll be an AI but not a full AI and not a full human wandering somewhere beyond the wall with no memories of who she was. Like that's the fate she would be resigned to if she lives here. And it's not even living. She's like, she won't even, she's not even there. Yeah. She's um, gone. And it hurts so much more with what Reed says afterwards, after you're done talking to Myers uh, and, Somi's taken away. Uh, he stands there in the desert. He says, you're going home, Somi. I'll be seeing you soon. Yeah. I don't. Mm. It's so, it's so sad how misguided this man is. Like, it's. Uh, yeah, no. Um, if you killed her like he basically like sits in the dirt and this is also supposed to show you like a specific thing to show like where he's at and it, ha it it's regardless of which path you picked like even with Sumi living and he like quote unquote has a reason to like keep going like is there still part of him that's fully empty because like he sits down in the dirt like um like like nothing and like V goes down to crouch and there's specifically a dialogue option of like the sand's fucking hot. Like it like burns V's hand mm. as she goes to touch it. And it's supposed to show how numb he is that he doesn't even feel this. Oh. And like he, like he will grab up the sand and like hold it and like let it drift out of his palm. Like he's messing with it actively. The thing that burned V's hands. Um, and like you basically, he asks you like, Hey, like, did I die? Or he's like, did I, did I, did she die with me being her friend or her enemy? And you can kind of choose how you want to like address this here. And like, it's, I, I just told him straight, like how it was. I was like, look, dude, like you, in the end, you didn't understand. And like you were her enemy because you weren't seeing what she needed. You only see what you need. Um, and like, regardless of what you say, it still seems like you're trying to comfort him. And I was like, I wish there was an option to like, just be like, not cause like I'm tired of comforting him at this point because yeah. like he needs to realize 
how fucked up it is. Um, but he goes walking off into the desert and he says, for the death path is uh, so me for all it's worth. I hope you're at peace. Yeah. I think that's the only way, you know, I, 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 there is no good choice. There are bad and worse. Mm-hmm. It's, this is a real, a real, expansion like it's it's rough there really is like it it just all sucks there's this is all bad it feels like um like i said on the other path at least alex gets a happy ending that's really the only happy ending in any of this um but yeah um you get the the end credits you know the the phantom liberty song wires and chains um and uh you are in your apartment, like washing your face, Johnny. Um, for some reason, like in a different look than I've remember seeing, um, which is a good look. I mean, I'm not complaining, but like it was like a different look because like I have him in the alternate version where he's like he's got like you know the the like the half open like the the oh, suit, uh-huh. but like and then normally he's got his like you know his like regular like samurai jacket, whatever pants and whatnot. This one he's like got a, just the samurai tank top on. Mm-hmm. So it's but like, there's still a like the moments. hat, the, the shaved side of the head I yeah. have. Yeah. He showed so. up like that for me earlier um, before the convoy. Yeah. He did show up like that too. I just, I remembered it. Like, I just remembered it now. Um, there was that moment. And then this moment, but everything else is like just the regular skin. It just, it was just like odd in these moments that he's like, appears like this. Um, you talk to him about the the aftermath, um, and you know he's talking about like how how alike he and Reed were, um, and like he kind of has like a big like moment of like realization of like who he is as a person. Um, and eventually, you get a call from Reed, meet up with him at the basketball court where you're met, um, just so that he can tell you like, hey, V, you were right. Um, you know, I was I was going about this wrong the whole time. Um, and he's wondering about what his next path was like next path in life is Langley wants him to teach, uh, new agents from the sounds of it. Um, but he's not sure exactly what he wants to do. I gave him my nomad option, um, here. And that was to leave it all, leave it all behind you, get in, get in your car and drive. I'll even introduce you to some of my nomad friends, but you need to start over. Oh, this one was rough. Uh, this going down the betray songbird pathway is really, really hard hitting. Um, and then to quote betray her a second time by forcing her to live is another rough path. And I think that we should definitely take some time next week to talk about the consequences of those actions Mm -hmm. because it definitely adds even more to it and what happens to V after all of that. I'm in a depressive state now. I need a hug. 
maybe a bowl of ice cream. <laughs> yeah. It is. I hated having to replay through this, but it needed to be done so I could uh, have the best information in my brain. Yeah. I send you virtual hugs. Yep, same. Yep. Welcome to Night City, the home of depression. Yep. And yet we love it. And we keep coming back every week to talk about it, and we will continue to do so. But I think this is a good spot for us to wrap it up. Um, yep. Great expansion. I will. I will just like clarify with that. Both the like so emotional, like despite like it, it threw all the pathways, um, and it really like makes you think. And have to get into the head of like either yourself or your V and what you would do in this situation. And oh yeah. A story that can make you have to like stop and think. Uh, because I didn't say that part. I uh when I played through it the first time doing this one, I paused for like 20 minutes. On which decision? Uh, the one to kill her. Mm. And like, I'm fully like set like in my heart now that like freeing her from like the the torment that she would face, leaving her alive, uh, like that, like killing her is the option to do, um, in this situation. But like, it just it's still, I had to stop and be like. Damn, like, like, fuck. Yeah. Reed gets to live, but Alex dies, and then Song dies. Or you can go down the path where Alex dies, and then Reed dies, and then Songbird gets to live. But Alex lives. Oh, that's right. Alex lives. Path. Alex gets to live uh, if you betray Reed. Mm. Oh, it's too, too much, too rough, too good. Damn it. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. The torture. Yeah. Oh. Huh. All right. But that's, that's our main story. Phantom Liberty covered. Yes. Next week, we'll come back and do a little bit more chatting about the final epilogue because there's a lot that happens in this Read Song Alive epilogue uh, that it definitely needs its whole own segment. Mm -hmm. So come back and listen next week and follow us along on Twitter at Cyberpunk Lore and visit us on Patreon.com slash Cyberpunk Lorecast. If you'd like more from me, you can listen in on the Two Girls, One Ship podcast where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And we have just started our Baldur's Gate 3 season. We'll be in Faerun for quite a while. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want more of me, uh, you can check out the Witcher Lorecast, um, as well as the Cyberpunk Red live play podcast cyberpunk to cyberpunk apostrophe d 
going to do with the Fumbling Four and Almighty Crit Gang. At the end of every show, we shout out Miracle of Sounds for allowing his music to be used. We use snips and clips from Neon Red, the instrumental remix. So go give him a listen. And while you're out there... Stay safe in Night City. When a wasteland detective and a vault girl cross paths, no criminal is safe. You're both under arrest. Don't move a muscle if you know what's good for you. Based in Bethesda's Fallout series, follow Walter and Bunny as they traverse the Texas Commonwealth and New Vegas, busting big crime rings. We'll need all we can to expand into Vegas territory. And surviving anything the wasteland can throw at them. It's him! It's the Mothman! Featuring a series of nail-biting narratives and guest stars from across the Fallout community. It's anybody's guess what thrilling case is up next. War never changes, does it, Bonnie? No, it certainly does not. True Vault Escapades, a Fallout audio drama. Available anywhere you get podcasts. Podcasts.